Sukkapir Gimel Mishnah Vav 3.6. We continue to discuss the requirements for a kosher esrog, and we'll talk about the psulim that are involved with both lacking in Hadar as well as in Chaser. The Mishnah says, Alsa Chazazis Al Rubo. If a small little bubbles, this may be like some sort of fungal growth on the surface of the esrog, but whatever it is, whether fungus or otherwise, it resembles little bubbles, and they are they are raised above the surface of the esrog. So if it's on the majority of the esrog, that esrog is puzzle. This is a psul and lacking in hadar. It's not nice anymore. Not beautiful. And as the bartender speaks out, this actually could take place in three different forms. Either it could be rubo, meaning the majority of the surface. You have one big area that's covered in these little bubbles. That would be puzzle. In addition, if you have a number of spots, different spots separated around the surface of the esrog, kind of like so wherever, whatever direction you look at the esrog, you see these little bubbles. So then it's on the majority of the surface of the esrog. Kind of the same way if I would say I have spots all over my entire body, um, you wouldn't necessarily expect to see every inch or even the majority of the inches of my skin be covered in spots. If I have spots on my back and my front and my arms, my legs, so then uh, my body's covered, even though it's not every inch covered. Even if the majority, even if the minority of the surface of the skin is covered in spots, the spots are everywhere. So a similar idea: if you have spots on a few sides of the esrog, these little, these little chazazit, uh, these little bubbles, it's considered to be also lacking in hadar. And finally, there's a part of the esrog called the chotem. Literally, that means the nose. Now, it's a machlok. It's exactly what the nose is, the chotem. According to the halacha, we pass in like um, the Rosh Tosos that the total top of the esrog, in other words, the part where the pitom is, from where the esrog reaches its maximum uh, circumference, and it's on a slope to the point at the top towards the esrog, that's the chotem, the nose. And if you have chazazis on that entire, anywhere on that top part there, so then it's going to be considered not hadar. The reason is because the the chotem, the chotem is is is, um, is prominent. And that being the case, um, we noticed it from afar, and therefore the esrog lacks this beauty because it's got this prominent, bubbling, ugly on top of it. Uh, notif- notably, the Rambam, like the riff, hold that the chotem is essentially just the very top tip where that pitom is. Okay, next, nitla pitmaso. If the pitom has been removed, so the esrog will be puzzled. And this psul is actually a psul of, of chaser. It's lacking in its completeness. Now, according to most, you have to lose the whole pitam. If just the top part of the pitam is pulled off, the pitam is divided into two parts. The lower part, like the stem pitam, the higher part, the little kind of knob on top, called the shoshanta. So if the shoshanta alone had been pulled off, but you have still pitam left, that's going to be okay. Kosher still. Nitla um, pitmaso means that the pitam, meaning the whole uh, stem on top has been removed. Um, just to make sure everything is perfectly clear, what's going on sort of botanically on this estrog. Estrog, of course, is the fruit of the etrog tree. It started out being a flower. When it was a flower, the center of a flower has this um, kind of stick that comes out the middle of it called a pistil, um, which ultimately will get fertilized. And then deep in the pistil are like kind of ovaries where the out of which the fruit will grow. So what's left of the pistil from the flower now becomes the pitom. Um, on the other side, the underside of the esrog fruit is the stem where it was attached to the tree. That's called the ukets. Okay, so pitom, the top piece there, once upon a time a pistol, could fall off during the maturation of the fruit. And if it does, if the pitom falls off, 
while the fruit is growing, then that's considered to be okay. There's nothing lacking in your esrog fruit. But if it grew with the pitam on and then subsequently gets knocked off, and we're talking about the whole thing getting knocked off, according to most, so then you're, now your esrog is chaser, lacking something, therefore it's no longer kosher. Now don't forget that the pasul of chaser, of lacking, applies only on the first day. So that means... On the second day, if your pitta fell off, it's okay, your esrog remains kosher. In contrast, the psul of hadar, we're talking about the chazazas before the ugliness, if you will, of having this sort of, these bubbles all over your esrog. According to Tosfos, the Rosh, and Ashkenazi, Poskum Lahalacha, the psul of lacking in hadar and beauty applies all seven days, even those last seven days, last six days, I should say, are just Madurabanan. Um, and therefore, if you have chazazas on any of the seven days for Ashkenazim, it will be puzzle. Assuming you have most of it, like I described before. Okay, the next is niklaf. Niklaf, the word klipa is a rind or peel. Niklaf means it's been peeled, like the verb. Um, that is to say that this very thin layer, you can almost imagine it as like a layer of like cellophane or wax. It's not, of course, but something like that. Um, it's peeled off the surface of the estrog, um, such that um, you still have the full cut of the estrog remaining. It's just this kind of this thin, maybe like epithelial little like tissue or something, whatever it is, is, is peeled off. I don't know what actually is made out of it, to be honest. Um, according to the Bartonora, according to most, his first shot, and according to essentially all the Rishonim, uh, we're talking here that the entire outer layer was peeled off, and therefore it's going to dry out. So even though the estro retains its full color, etc., once the whole surface has been niklaf, peeled off, it now is puzzle. According to Rashi, those learned off Yomi, Rashi learns different than other Rishonim, Rashi learns that if the whole surface had been niklaf, so peeled off, it remains kosher. The problem is if only some of it was niklaf and some not. In that case, it sort of has this like bespeckled look with like some blotches where it's the peel is on and some where it's off, and that's especially ugly, and that will be lacking in hither. But if you remove all of the peel, it would be kosher, says Rashi. Halacha, like most Roshonim, is like the first shot in the, in tos, in the Bartanura, meaning that we, if it's all peeled off, it's going to be totally puzzle, but portions peeled off, it's going to be yes, kosher. Next, you have a nistak. Nistak means split. Now, split here means that there's a, a split through the skin of the esrog, at least the majority of the way through the white um, pith of the esrog, and it extends across the surface, like the vertical surface from top to bottom of the esrog. It's a machlok sushonim if it needs to be the whole length of the esrog, or even the majority of the length, but if you have the majority of the thickness of the pith and the entire length, certainly the Esrog is puzzle is Nistok, and if it's the majority of the length, it's Machlokas, but then again, we, we are, we're, no reason not to be Machmir for that nowadays for sure, and Nistok remains puzzle. This is a Psul in Hadar, nothing's lacking here. If there be some actual portion of the Esrog pith missing, then it's a Chaser problem, then that's not our case here at all. Our case is that nothing's missing, but the Esrog thickness is splitting. Or finally, v'chaser kolshu, if anything's actually lacking for real, you've lost a piece of the esrog fruit itself, then the esrog is puzzled um, all in of itself. Fine. I'm sorry, I read that poorly. I'm sorry. Nikav, if it's got a hole in it, v'chaser kolshu, and some tiny amount's been removed, then its puzzle is lacking. Um, meaning, if it's got a puncture in it, but the puncture hasn't actually taken any of the flesh of the esrog out with it, it's just got a hole inside, then the esrog could remain kosher. Um, it's not lacking anything. That's provided that this little puncture hole doesn't meet one of two other criteria, which would anyways invalidate the estrog. The first is, if the 
hole is mufulash if it goes through from end to end. So then the esrog is possible even if none of the actual flesh of the esrog is missing. Um, and according to Tosfos, mufulash doesn't mean actually through from one side to the other side, but even from the outside to the inside where the seeds inside the esrog live. The Shulchan Aruch brings both shitas. Um, he brings the yesh omrim the whole way through, yesh omrim like Tosfos, just to the seeds. And therefore, certainly, lachachila, one should not use an esrog with a hole in it, even though it goes just into the middle of the esrog. For fear it's possible according to Tosfos. And the other um, possibility is, even if nothing is missing, but the gauge, the thickness of this hole is very wide. The size, of, the, size the diameter of a Isar coin. I actually, to be honest, don't know how wide an Isar coin is, but it's, it's obviously a coin, so it's it's wide enough that it's like a deep depression stamped into the surface of the Esrog. So even though nothing's missing from the Esrog, that'll be possible again because it's lacking in Hadar. Okay. On the flip side, Alsa Chazazis, if you have these little bubbles that are growing on the surface of the Esrog, but it's Al Mi'uto, just on a minority of the surface of the Esrog, that's going to be okay. Nital Uktso, if the Ukut, the stem on the bottom of the Esrog, from where it was attached to the tree, is removed, that's also going to be okay, provided that you haven't got a hole in the bottom of your Esrog. If you have a hole in the bottom of the Esrog, then it's like something's missing from the bottom of the Esrog, and therefore be puzzle. But if the Ukut is just shaved down to nothingness, but no hole in the underside, it's going to be kosher. Nikav Velo Chasar Kolshehu, if it has a small puncture inside, but lacks none of the actual flesh of the Esrog itself, that will be kosher. Esrog hakushi. According to Bartura, this means an esrog which grew black. And that's the case is puzzle. Um, to, the Bartura speaks out, if you're talking about an esrog that comes from a place where esrogum grow black, like in Kush, this is Ethiopia, it would be kosher. The Ram and the Rif don't like that one bit. They understand that esrogum are always yellow or green, whatever. They're yellow, they're never black. And therefore, we're talking about any esrog that turned black is puzzle, and that would be true even in the land of Kush in Ethiopia. Um, there's no good reason in the world today to use a black esrog. Everyone's going to agree your esrog was black as possible. If you happen to be in a place where esrog can grow black, give me a call. Finally, the last case of the mission is Hayarok Kakarsi. If your esrog is green like a leek, Reb Meir Machshe and Reb Yehuda Posel, it's Machlokas, if it's okay, the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, that it's possible. But the reason why is because if you have a green esrog, your green esrog is probably kosher. Nevertheless, Rabbi Yehuda's rationale is that if the esrog is never going to reach full ripeness, it's, it would never stop being green. Uh, so then it's not considered to be fully ripened and doesn't reach the status of a pre yet. So if your esrog has started to turn yellow, or even after you pluck off the tree, it ends up starting to turn yellow, so then the esrog definitely was fully ripened and it's kosher. But an esrog which never moves beyond past the dark green color. I'm according to Behuda, never finished ripening and therefore doesn't reach the status of being an estrog of a pre itself and would make that indeed puzzle. And that is um, that is the halacha.